It's in the game. The game. Yeah. We're here live for a new episode of It's in the Game here on the Cruise Control Podcast, Wednesday, December twenty first, two thousand sixteen. With your host Randy Cruz and Uncle G Stacks, you can follow me on Twitter at I am Randy Cruz and Uncle G. What's your Twitter handle again? It's uh, Jonathan at Uncle G Stacks S T A X. There you go. There and you go. You can catch me on there. Hit me up and let me know what's up. All right. So um, you know, we we, we do got the holiday coming up. Christmas. First of all, Merry Christmas to you and your family coming up, man. And the same to you, everybody out there in uh, Park Kansas land. It's a good time. Now, real quick, I know we, we, we usually talk about NBA and basketball and stuff like that, but I know you're, you're a big NFL fan, you're a big Giants fan. I know right now they're like in that playoff hunt. Right now they're in, but they're not officially in, uh, trying to catch the Cowboys in that division. Um, we're just about a week or two away from the season ending. Um, just want to get your take on the Giants, their season so far, and do you think they get in? And if so, how far do you think they can go? I'm proud. You know, once again, uh, you know, I'm a G-man. I've been a G-man all along. So, once again, I'm proud to uh, to just be part of, um, of the whole Giant Nation right now. I think, you know, there was a lot of doubt with McAdoo when he first got the job, quite naturally, Corcoran. The two chips, the reputation, the discipline, you know, what he was able to get out of plays, and then Corklin coming in behind that is always transitioning out. And I thought he was, you know, he just was, he was great this year. He's got 10 wins. They will make the playoffs. Uh, you know, there's an outside chance of catching down. So we beat him twice. And it's shades of 2007 all over again. The strongest teams continue to fall to the Giants based on our deep. And I think Eli talked about it in the press conference. He talked about the need to match it, the need to get better, the need to do better and score more because the defense is killing. And when we're hitting the way we're hitting right now, there's nobody that can beat us. Brady, 14-2, and two, Dallas, 11-1. and one. And it makes no difference. You can ask any team. They, they said it today in the Daily News, the last team that you want to see right now is the G-Men. And that's where we want to be. So shout to G-Men. So you feel like to take it all the way through. So you feel like if they get in, um, nobody can beat us, regardless of how their offense is not not as good as their defense is, is what you're saying. Yeah, I think um, I think we know it. I think Jerry Reese knows it. I'm quite sure the Mavericks know it. The Tishes, you know, they're a very involved family in the football operation. But I think there's enough there to gun out a chip. At least a championship game. You know, I see the way Aaron Rodgers is coming on. It scares me. There's still a lot of wild card teams out there that scare me, particularly the Lions. You know, so it's not a given here. You know, this is a one-and-done thing, and we sloppy sometimes. I don't like our turnovers. I don't like the way we do in penalty situations. I don't like the red zone, but our D can save us. I think with 14 points, we can beat anybody. I just think that's the way it is for us right now. If we can get two touchdowns. Who can beat anybody? Because you're not getting two on them. We went 20 possessions straight without allowing a touchdown, and that's remarkable. Now, Steve Spagnuolo, he's back. Now, with them possibly being in the playoffs, you know they're gonna have to run the table on the road. So anywhere between at Dallas, at Detroit, at Atlanta, at Green Bay, at Seattle, 
the confidence you have in this team going on the road and really defeating all these teams. Um, what's your take on that? That this team right now, constructive as the way it is, can go on the road, even in Big D in Dallas, and win these big playoff games on the road? I just think it's a mentality, and I think the guys have it. I think it's shut down football at this time of season. January is about cold weather, big hits, hard hits in defense. It's a story time in the NFL. It's the time when the boys play. And nobody's more prepared right now than Spaniola. I think he's masterful at it. I think he's back. He was never a head coach. He's back to doing what he loves. The guys are engaged. I think when we get JPP back and Jack Rabbit, got the best defense in the NFL. And on that, no, we can go in any house and win. We would love Dallas. We're in their head. I don't think the Lions would want us in their house. You know, it's a tough draw because of how we hit. And I just think at this point, we need to win these last two games. We need to really just start scoring and matching our intensity one day. But I like the way the Giants look. I really do. So now if you take the Giants and put them to the, if you put them to, to the side for now and say, well, the best teams to make the, the Super Bowl in the AFC and NFC aside from the Giants are which two teams you think? Probably Russell Wilson right now. Probably the Seahawks after that last game. And more than likely, there's so many, you know, eligible teams but right now, I would have to say the Pack. You know, those are the two X factors right now and outside of that that can send us home quickly. You know, our season can end quickly in any one of those stadiums because they had the talent, they had the resolve. I think they've shown it throughout the season from the record. And in the conference play, they've been good. So I think, you know, it's going really, really, I think Cordell's got a, he's got a great thing going here because all the teams are good enough to go through. You know, there's no one team standing out outside of Brady and that you say, hey, pencil these guys in. And even over there in the AFC, Big Ben and them, they still have a say. You know, there's still a couple of teams, Kansas City, that you have to really, really see before you crown these guys. So in, in, in so you say in the uh, in the AFC Pittsburgh Patriots and what maybe the Raiders? I mean I think the Raiders you know, they fell back last week. You know it's about intensity at the end of the year. Yeah, I thought they came out last week and they just weren't as intense. You know they got the, they got the crowd back. They got the, the Raider Nation is back going, but I think you got to start getting back the Raiders from football, which is no turnovers. How they got the good lead, the, the good record. Not turning it over and good field position, you know, for them. That's been the key to car and everything. They've been having really good field position, good special teams. And I thought last week they, you know, they kind of regressed a bit. And I think this is when you're supposed to be forming yourself and putting yourself together for your playoff mentality and your playoff character. So we'll see this week. But I still like them outside. But I think Brady and them are the only ones over there showing any consistency. I see men in them. I see them in the mirror. But not enough to go up there in Gillette. Not enough. I mean, when Brady and them got home field, it's almost a given. But you're not getting nothing out of there. We'll see. 
they did what they had to do. Mind you, Brady's whole motivation is to have Roger Goodell hand him the trophy February 6th. Right, right. So that's the motivating factor in what he does. You know, you see him, you see him energized, pumped up, guy that didn't show a lot of emotion, but now he's on a mission. And his thing is to have that the same dude that suspended him four games, passing the MVP trophy and the Goodell and the Lombardi trophy. So it's an interesting plot. Like, you know, even if even though that, that Tom Brady missed the first four games, do you still see him in that MVP conversation, or do you feel like it should go to somebody who has been playing for the entire season? Nobody played better than him since he's been back. So if you start the season based on, I mean, like if he was injured, you got to put a guy in from when he started. He started the fourth game of the year, and after that he was, it wasn't even close. He was heading, which even, I think even propels his argument even more. He was four games off. He's rusty. He wouldn't get no live game action. He comes back and he dominates the league and gets the fucking one seed. Wow. You don't do that without Brady. Gronk wasn't even there. So, the dude's special. And he deserves his credit. And I saw some articles about him wanting to play till he's 45. He's just that kind of fighter. You know, he's that kind of competitive dude. And I think until you beat him, you know, he's like LeBron. You got to beat him. You got to prove that you deserve the crown. Right now, Brady's the premier dude. You know, Peyton's going. Roth's good. Eli's good. There's a couple of guys that's Aaron, but nobody swagged it out like Tom. He's proving it day in and day out. So right now, you have him over, like, Dak, Ezekiel, Derek Carr from the Raiders. Right now, Tom Brady is at the top of your MVP list. Yeah, he's the MVP right now. He's the MVP. Yeah, I don't, I don't too much believe in rookies being MVP. They could, right? but it's highly unlikely. You know, them two guys that cancel each other out, you know, they deserve recognition. They both did great. They rookies. But to be the most valuable player in the league, in the NFL, I, you know, I just think that it's a little political. I just think it's a little political. I think sports writers, beach writers, I think they're hesitant to give it to a guy that's just got here. And, and, and what do you take of, you know, every week, every day is the Cowboys, is Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott. You're a giant fan, but everywhere you look, you know, no matter what uh, online thing you, you, you read, everything is about the Cowboys, about Tony Romo, maybe or maybe not him playing, uh, do you think it's a little bit too much, or the fact that now the Cowboys are indeed winning, and now they're, they're the story of the country? They deserve it. It's deservedly so. I mean, it's a team that's, you know, it's, um, it's America's franchise. It's a storied, storied franchise over there. It's the home of Tom Landry, Tony Dorsett, Roger Starback. I mean, it's a storied tradition over there, and now they're playing up to it. They're the best team in football. They're the best record for a long time. And um, I think Jerry's having a good time with it. I think he enjoys the controversy. I think he enjoys drawing people into the conversation about Romo. He's a Romo guy. That's like his son. They hang out. They golf. They play. You kidding me? So I think it's mental. You know, I read a lot of articles. Saw a good article today about Jerry trying to motivate his team by sparking the Tony Romo controversy which uh, Stephen A. took him to task about and said, look, you know, you just like the kid. You know, that's not possible right now. People want to see winning football, and that's what Zeke Elliott provides. I mean, Prescott, you know, so... Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's, to me, it's good marketing, but it's dangerous for the locker room. 
So I'm glad to see the Cowboys get their props. They can't beat the Giants. There's no way they could beat us right now if they ran into us anywhere in the house. We're going to beat them. We're in their head. They don't believe they can beat us. So it's good that people believe in Dallas again. Because we do this all the time. We always go get Goliath. Whoever it is, be it Brady and them, whoever it is, you go down. We did it up at Lambeau Field. Whenever there's a giant in front of us in the way of our march, we usually say it. So we would love to see that matchup. I hope we get back into the first game. I hope that's how they see it. Because we, we got a good formula for them. Spaniola got their number. Yeah, and, and, and you know, plus the fact that, you know, whenever you have – you know, we know we we know he has his faults, but whenever you have Eli Manning in the playoffs, at home or the, or uh, on the road, he's a guy that can get you to the promised land, that can win you a championship. Yes, he yes he throws you know in toes and all that, but if you have a game on you know on the line, playoffs, Super Bowl, I think that's one of the few quarterbacks you want on your roster. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just believe, Randy, we do NFL talk all the time. It's always a good thing. It's, you know, it's, it's a great league this year. Mm-hmm. But I just get this instinct, you know, that uh, it, it's just going to come down to the same old thing. You know, I just think it still comes down to Brady and Eli and getting them out the way. You know, that's just the way it looks to me. I, I could be fantasizing, but to me, I just feel like if you can beat Brady or you can send the G-Men home, you deserve to stand next to Roger Goodell. Yeah, and, and maybe Tom Brady would get his revenge for losing twice to Eli this time around. Exactly, we never know. No, psychological with Brady, I don't know if he believes he can beat Steve. You know, I don't know if he can beat the or the Giants. I don't know if Justin Tucker is still in his head. But it would be interesting to see it, you know, a triple crown, a matchup again for the soil, all of it. Right. Possibilities exist today, as we speak. Both teams uh, look strong going in the way they should be going. And um, interesting two weeks. Chance to be a spoiler for a couple of teams. It's just good on the way out to fight for guys that are going and to fight for guys that are going home. Now, I do want to transition into into the NBA. Um, Obviously, we're only like two months into the season, so... Uh, can't make too much about who's going to make the playoffs or who's going to win the whole thing. But um, last night, LeBron became the eighth um, all-time scoring leader in in NBA history. I think he passed Moses Malone on that list. Um, a lot of talk today about, you know, where do you rank LeBron all-time now that he's creeping in that top ten list uh, of, of all-time scorers. For you, G, as a fan, for, for, for someone who's been watching the game for so long, um, like you personally – where would you rank LeBron James in the top five, in the top ten? Where do you put him? He's, he's right there. You know, there could be an argument that he could be the greatest player ever. You know, that's just how good he's doing, you know, on and off the court. You know, his social message, his consciousness, you know, his redistribution back to his community, you know, overcoming, you know, what he did with his mom. It, it, it's, it's an astounding story. I was definitely LeBron guy, but the truth is the truth. And then now it matches what he's done on the court. You know, the four out of five MVPs going back home and stopping over there and waiting them and getting something and then going on home and defying everybody and getting the chip. So 
I don't really compare him with anyone, you know, with Jordan, with Kobe, whom both I love, with Bird, with Magic. You know, LeBron James is just different. You know, he could be the greatest player ever. You know, he really could. You know, he's building toward that kind of legacy. Um, not as clutch or, you know, the 6-for-6, six six, of course, the iconic game to Michael. But, I mean, this when a dude does everything. You know, there's really nothing that he doesn't do. He wins. You know, he winds a lot, but he wins. He, he, he's just an all-around basketball player. He's a physical specimen. He's different. He's different than anything we've ever seen. And I'm glad to be a witness. He's a really, really special talent. Really, he's, he's top whatever you want him to be. You know, your argument about LeBron James is never wrong. If you say he's the greatest ever, you could be right. You know, he took one back to Ohio. You know, he took one back to his backyard against the fiercest of critics and came back from 3-1 down. You know, made the biggest defensive play probably you'll ever see in championship play. So, um, yo, I'm just wanting to give credit where it's due. And, uh, now, do you think do you think that we're on a on a collision course for a third straight finals that includes the Warriors and the Cavaliers, or is there somebody that, that a team out there that you see that can derail both or at least one the Cavaliers or the Warriors, it, or yeah, is there any both. team? I think they both be derailed. It was a two game series. Been talented. Twelve complacency. There's a few opportunities, you know for both the Warriors and the, the Cavaliers to get ahead. And, of course, there's the fight. There's the old survived, you know, the Spurs and the, the Hawks. And, you know, so many different teams just want to just have big conference. So the fight will be continuous, but um, are you prepared? And you've got to beat the team. And, and it just doesn't look like people are They'll pick me up their fight, but it doesn't look like nobody's dominant enough. Nobody's going on a 22-23 game streak where they can say, hey, we get ready to take these guys to task. So it looks like the same suit, and possibly they could go back. Barring injury, barring something strange right now, if it was to stop today, that would probably be what it is. Warriors cast. But you have hope for other teams. You know, you hope for the Spurs, you know, you hope for Toronto, you hope for a great new season from the Wizards. You want to see new talent. You want to see people get a shot at the stage. It's just a competitive, you know, spirit of a fan. But sometimes, sometimes it is what it is. You can't change it yet. And right now, that's the way it looks today. It looks Cavs Warriors, but we got a lot of ball left. And what's your, what's your take on Durant, him being with... Uh, well, his first two months of play with the Warriors so far. What do you take about that? No, I don't think he made the right choice. He seems happy. You know, he seems to be in the flow of the offense. He's averaging 20 assists. Uh, he's not the go-to gospel bit yet at the end. You know, it's still kind of steps forward when they need to score, but they decoy. You know, he's still a great option at the end of the game. He can hit so many on the floor. I would love to see him go to the rack more, but, you know, KD is KD. He's selling a lot of sneakers. He's scoring a lot of points. And one thing I don't do is hate on the brothers. So, shout out to KD. Yeah, they are 25-4. and four. They have the best record in, in the entire NBA. Only San Antonio is behind them at 23-5. and five. So, even the Spurs, even without Tim Duncan and everything, they're still like one, you know, a game and a half 
behind the Warriors. Does Durant and his play and everything, do you think that kind of takes away uh, of Stephen Curry when it comes to, like, you know, big MVP talk? Or do you feel like now Durant is, like, the number one option on that team? Well, well he, he demands the ball, you know. It's in a lot of situations because of what he can do. He can go over the top. He's long. He's been in the league scoring. He's been the scoring leader of the league for years. Um, you you got to put him in there. You know, you got to call plays for him. You know, regardless of who's on the floor, he'll deliver. So I think it's kind of a cold thing now. I think it's a sharing that you got to mix play in. You know, Draymond can do his thing. So it's a good mix to break. Kevin will always be one of the key options. You know, he'll always be somebody you can just go to and know you can get a bucket. Great from the free throw line. He's got a lot of heart. Not enough, I think, but he's got a lot of heart. Maybe over there, maybe they can really patch it up and, you know, and take him where he wants to be. But uh, I just like the way they move the ball over there. I like, you know, I like the continuity on offense because it's got a good system that blended them in. Didn't think they could do it. It's still not airtight, but people know their place over there, and that's why they're twenty-five and four. Now you got Durant, you got Curry, you know, always LeBron, uh, Russell Westbrook is out there getting triple doubles, damn near every night. James Harden is doing work with the Rockets; they're improving. Um, from what you've been able to see, who has the edge so far to be the MVP this season, or do you feel like any team that has LeBron James, the best player in the league? Um, he should be at the number one spot right now for MVP consideration. Yeah, that's not, you know, it go about what you're doing for your team. Right now, I'm just going with Harden, you know, I just think right now. I mean, I'm loving what Westbrook is doing. You know, I don't like the guy, but I think he's doing a phenomenal job. They lose a lot uh, with his antics. You know, I still don't see him as a real, real floor leader, but uh, he, the guy's putting up the numbers. He's shooting the ball well. He's involving his teammates, and you can't knock this down. Westbrook is a special talent. So, um, in terms of having an impact and making teams win, no, I don't see that in much Westbrook. I don't see him as the kind of leader, as the kind of vocalizer, as the kind of example that takes teams to a next level. Is he great for every day, night, every day, and seats and then points? Of course. But next level stuff is which is one of the reasons I think KD got out of there. Just not who he is, you know. He's just not that kind of guy. But he's he's good. Right now I'm taking James Harden, you know, I just think that right now the work he's putting in is you know, it's not the market that uh exposed a lot of for on the M V P thing two years ago. But right now that work that Harden is putting in is serious. And it really, 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 they really need to give him his props because he's working. Hey. He does a lot of silly stuff too, but uh-huh. Harden is he, he's getting it done. And G, if if the playoffs started started today, my Knicks would be fifth seed. Just just letting you know that if it started today, the Knicks would make the playoffs. Understandable. I mean, <laughs> different, a different model. I like what Horny's doing over there. I like his, you know, I don't like the management, of course. You know, I don't like the undermining. I don't like the backbiting and hiring Rambis and bringing in all these assistants. I don't like none of that. But it's a good look on the court, on the basketball court. It's a good look. I think what they're doing as a team, you know, phasing that triangle out, letting talent take over, still going to the big gun. 
Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think it's an it's 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 a slow you know, a slow improvement. Um you do have Noah battling injuries. I know he's back you know in the lineup. Derek Rose missed a few games with with back spasms. You know, Melo missed a game last week in, in Golden State. And right now they're fifteen and thirteen, fifth in the Eastern Conference. Porzing is, is having a great sophomore year. Uh, we know we feel like he's going to improve every single season. Uh, Hornacek is doing a good to moderate job at the head coaching spot, and just just for them to be over 500, I know it's, I know it's only two games, but for them to be over 500 in damn near end of December, uh, playing good basketball, they had like a three four game winning streak a winning streak last week. Um, and then, then they, they lost a couple of games that, that they should have won with Denver and Phoenix. But um, I think the, the buzz is there. The, the, the energy is there in the garden. And just the fact that if, you know, like we all say, if everybody can remain healthy and whether they do something at the February trade deadline or not, I think this can be a playoff team. Uh, my thing was between five and seven, you know, give or take. But um to challenge for the top four was going to be a little interesting and everybody has to be healthy and, and on the same page. And it seems like when they had Derrick Rose in their lineup, they play a lot better um, than when he's not. And we saw that last night against the Pacers. So um, I like what they're doing. Melo is going to be Melo, get his 20, 22 a game, seven, eight rebounds. Porzingis is Dan, uh, averaging 20 points a game. He's improving. Um, but I think the team will – they only go as far as Rose being healthy and Joe Kim Noah being healthy. Yeah. I mean, I, I know yeah. I know you're not a Knicks fan, but at least there's, there's some optimism to look at. Yeah. Hey, I give props for it. Like I said, it's a better model. Uh, see, more intensity. You know, they could step it up a little on D. Of course, they got some bloated contracts, but at the end of the day, it's a great fit. Uh, New York deserves a winner. They deserve some type of entertainment. Right now, the fans are getting a good look. So we'll see. You know, I'm still not sold on what they're doing over there. But like I said, it's a long season, and we're going to see. I mean, like, unlike your Lakers, who, who I was watching, who I watch every single time now, they were doing okay in the beginning of the year, and they hit that 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 skid where they lost seven games in a row. They're like 11th in the Western Conference. They're uh, 11 and 20. But I think. Well, I mean, those are the changes of a growing organization. Right, right. I think the future is bright for them. So, um, just little growing pains. They're still young. Luke Walton, yeah, first year coaching. So. Look, we got a great new business of kids. We got a great ownership behind us. We got a tradition to follow. Uh, there's no poison at the top. So, at the point that we need to spend money and go out and get it, we got to get us. It's how to make it always better. It's a tradition. This is what I was talking about, the culture. And I think that's what the Knicks need to establish. And when they get rid of some of them blowing contracts and make a conscientious decision that this is the way we want to go and this is where everybody got to be in line with, then you'll see a better product on the floor. Yeah, so in your in your honest opinion, I mean, I like the roster. I like the coach. I think they're going to maybe two, three. They're two, three years out. How long do you think – this window of them not making the playoffs end. Do you think they'll make it in two years, next year, three years? How long? They should make it this year. They should make the playoffs. Oh, I mean, I mean the West is the West's pretty stacked right now, G. 
For the ladies, I mean, it's going to take a minute because we're going to have to go out and get a quality star, and then we're going to have to really develop these kids. So it could be two, three years. But, I mean, we are coming, you know, because we, we are the Lakers. I mean, it's who we are. It's just they're not going to go long in futility. So I give it another two, three years, and we get us an established star, see how this market is, see what they free up in cap space, see what the luxury tax is, and the buses are good people. And they know what it takes to win. They got a long, long tradition of winning, so... Now, with them having a young uh, a young talent uh, roster, do you think that they would they could trade one or two of those to get an experienced veteran, uh, a star or a superstar this season, or do you want them to keep their young roster? Well, we'll see. That's what I'm saying. We'll see where we stand at at the end of the year. What the fans are doing, what the receipts say. You know, that's the way this is always done. But it's always done business by the fans. And I think if the fans are responsive and our ratings are down, and they're not, then we'll make a change. We'll make a, we'll make an abrupt change. You know, we may sell the whole thing because the Lakers is always about keeping the fans happy. So right now they're with us. They're being patient, and that's what we expect. But. You know, we got to see what the window is, how much we lose by, how far out of the money do we finish. You know, what did the kids develop? You know, is our free throw shooting better in the team? Where did we stand defensively? You know, what could we change? You know, how did we do against the playoff teams we want to play in the future? So there's a bunch of factors. And as a young team, I think we're ready. I think we're showing people we can play in this league. But, yeah, we got we need improvement. We lost a major key with Cole, and now we rebuild it. But I like what I see over there. I like the energy, and I like Luke Walton. Yeah, I, I think I think one the players really listen to Luke Walton. They they adhere to what he says, coming from that winning culture in, in, in Golden State. So I think maybe I would say two years the most. Um, because you know, you already know who's going to make it in the West. You're going to stage, your Clippers, your Spurs. But then there are some question marks as you go down, like your OKCs, your Utahs, your Portlands. So right now they're 11th. And, you know, anything can happen. Um, they can they can win a couple games in a row. They'll be right back in that eighth seed. So, I mean, if they were to have it to make the playoffs, I, I, me as a fan, yeah, I, 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 would, I, I would want yeah. that because they're very excited to watch. Yeah, but like you said, we've got to you know, wait and see what happens, uh, barring any injuries or whatever or whatever they might do at the trade deadline. But um, it'll be kind of cool to have them make the playoffs. Uh, one, one, one more quick thing before I let you go. Um, I'm not not sure if you know, but um, the NBA they're kind of changing up how they're doing their All Star voting. Um, usually, the fans will vote for the the starters for the East and Western Conference. Now they're allowing players and media to vote for the all-star starters starting this season. I want to get your take on that. One, did, did you know that? And two, yeah. want to get your, your thoughts on that. Yeah, I heard about it today. I heard about it. I saw a flash on it. And you never know with, with, the, you know, with the market of the NBA. It's so much money, you never really know. You know, it's, just, you know, it's always with them in the bottom line is the buck. And like I said, it's a billion-dollar league, so who knows what? You know, I just think that it's a fan's game. That's what Melo was saying. You know, that was his complaint, that it's a fan's game, and I'm with him on that. I don't know. You know, I don't know enough about what they're trying to do. You know, it's a secretive thing in that regard. It's a money thing, so I couldn't say definitively, especially as much as I love before, well, this is what they're trying to do, and this is why, because nobody, they just sprung it on us out of the clear blue. 
So again, I think it's just money. I think it's the TV money coming in. I think people are looking to capitalize on a lot of paper being thrown around, and they're changing the way things go. Well, I'll see. I don't know. I mean, one thing about fans, they voice their opinion. So I think if it's wrong, and if the wrong people show up without the wrong people having a, the right people having a say, then I think you'll see a backlash from the fans, which is the last thing the NBA needs. Yeah, but way, I, I feel like my opinion is that you know it should be the fans vote. I don't think players and coaches and all that should be able to vote for each other. Because the coaches already vote for the for the reserves, and I feel like I feel like the fans are, you know, going to be like, well, the coaches get the opportunity to to vote for the reserves or pick the reserves. Let the fans pick who we want to see as at least for the starting five guys who've been playing all year, having spectacular years, um, and people who are healthy. Because sometimes the fans might vote for somebody who's played 10, 15 games and may not deserve it. So there are there are some guys who, who feel like they, they deserve to start, but ultimately they don't. And maybe the fans feel like they're taking that opportunity away from hey. them yeah. to do that. Right, right. Okay. Hey, man, I, I, as long as Kimba makes the, the all-star team, man, I think he's having a, a, a great, fantastic year. Whether he starts or not, I think he, he, he's got to go to the all-star game this year. Yeah, I hope so. Shout out to Kevin, man. Always coming through. I'm looking out for who's in the sun. Uncle G Stash, yeah, Randy so. Cruz. Uh, uh, first, again, man, a happy uh, Merry yeah, Christmas man, to you and family. Yeah, man, family, man. Cruz is always at the top of the list, man. Around this time, wish you all a lot of love over there. Love Mama Cruz, Joe, everybody. And uh, just, you know, looking forward to a bang in 2017. Cool, man. I know me and you will catch up soon, so. Uh, sure. Thank you. I appreciate it. My man. All right.